Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I am talking with someone who is right up my alley. This is a, uh, someone that I met in Panama. She was there with Pure Haven. So we are Pure Haven buddies, but uh, she is called the non-toxic mama. And if anyone knows me, they know that that is right up my alley. So please welcome Jen Barsamian into the fast lane with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah Jane. This is awesome. I am excited to chat with you. And like I said, Jen and I both sell Pure Haven. This is not a Pure Haven commercial by any means. We will post both of our links. So if you are our friends, you can go to our pages and shop. And if one of your Pure Haven uh, friends has encouraged you to listen to this, please shop, um, please shop from them. But what Jen and I are going to talk about is non-toxic living and why it is important and how Jen got on this path. Because Jen, I find a lot of people still think that non-toxic living is a joke. Oh, you know, it's funny. I was just in um, a Peloton Facebook group that I, I go to now and again to check things out. And I mentioned something about toxins and I got ripped down. And one woman had to give me all her medical credentials too, as she was ripping me down. And I'm like, you know, it is, it's just not mainstream yet. And I should really stay out of mainstream Facebook groups where my opinion is not welcome. But I thought to myself, you know, that happened for a reason today right before I was scheduled to talk with you. Um, I think that for sure it is um, some, some people do see it as a joke, but I'm here to tell you that I had a kiddo who was very sick and would not be where, and I never, I don't give the gender of the kid because I have multiple kids and my child has asked me, you know, don't discuss my personal private life on the internet or on, you know, um, social media. So I, I try to honor that. And, um, but anyway, my child would not be where that child is today, if not for non-toxic living. And we can definitely get into that a little bit more if you would like. Yeah. So you were, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're doing the same things day in and day out that all of us moms do, but you had to change your lifestyle, correct? We did. We had to really adapt everything. So what happened is we had a kid diagnosed with autism and we kind of very quickly figured out, we, we got in with an excellent functional medicine practitioner and this was years ago. So back then there weren't functional medicine practitioners. It was actually called an environmental medicine specialist who turned us on to the fact that there are toxins in our food, in our home products. And I mean things like furniture, paint, bedding, flooring, and I'm going to paint a very bleak picture. And I don't mean to, I don't want people to come away from this thinking, oh my gosh, we're surrounded by toxins and there's no hope because there is hope and knowledge is power. So this doctor empowered us to take control over my child's environment. And that kiddo no longer has an autism diagnosis, um, functions absolutely typically you'd never know. And that's why I never specify which child it is because they're, they're indistinguishable from, um, you know, their, their neurotypical peers, all of, all of my kiddos, but we were forced into this lifestyle or not forced. I shouldn't even say that we chose to enter into this lifestyle very quickly and very readily. And we did a 
a massive purge of our house. And our first focus was food. And I'm, I'm guessing that was yours too, Sarah Jane, right? Did you focus on food first? Well, I have celiac disease. So oh, I've been gluten-free since 2004. And yep. so then when we had kids, I just did a gene swab and all three of them have both genes for celiac. So yep. I, I decided to keep them all gluten-free because it could manifest at any time. And it's a lot harder to say, Jen, you can't have that cupcake now. You can't have, you know, it's harder to take yeah. it away than just never give it. Absolutely. And that's, we, I don't think you and I ever talked about this, but that's exactly what we were. And it was also 2004 for us, which is interesting. Wow. Um, it was when, yes, um, we figured it all out. And when we learned that there was a gluten sensitivity in the family, we were like, well, it's easier for all of us to go that route. And for sure, like, I'm so glad now, cause I meet a lot of parents who, you know, find out their kiddo is sensitive. And, you know, I, I know there's, there's gluten sensitivity straight up. I also think that um, glyphosate and Roundup plays a very large part in the gluten sensitivity, but it's very hard for a parent to take away pizza, right? That the kiddo has been eating for 14 years um, yeah. of his or her life. So we, you and I are both very lucky in that way. Um, and my heart goes out to the parents who have to, or who, who decide to either, you know, through celiac, through sensitivity, try to implement something like that later in life. It, it is brutal. Now I will say, Sarah Jane, when you and I started this journey, there were not options, right? Do you remember making your there own horrible corn noodles? Yeah. And I would cry and cry and cry. And I yeah. was diagnosed. And then we went out to supper and I just looked at the menu because I was like, well, now what do I do? Because I, I can't order what I was ordering. And then we were living in Wisconsin. Um, and so we were away from everyone. And I remember making chocolate chip cookies and they were just the most flat, gross things. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to have noodles. And they were disgusting. And mm-hmm. I hated everything at that point in my life. Yeah. It was really hard. I was, I made these crackers from scratch. Well, it was supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to be a cracker, but it it came out like a cracker, this hard, crunchy, salty thing with like cassava flour. I remember trying all these different things and it was all gross. So what we ultimately did um, was just go to more like a whole 30 type of a diet. And that was just much easier for our family to. So what did your doctor tell you about autism and diet? Yeah. So this doctor, again, environmental medicine specialist, so different than what you would maybe find at, you know, your local children's hospital. He uh, believed that toxins were impacting um, the the body, right? And that it manifests itself in different ways. So autism was one way, ADHD was another, um, asthma, allergies, um, autoimmune disorders, cancer, diabetes. So he actually... um, well, there's, there's two, so our, we have two doctors. The, the first one was actually um, in Atlanta. So we went to Atlanta and we stayed there for a few months and he put my son through a detoxification. Oh, I said son. Well, I have two sons, so you, you can't tell. Um, he put him through a detoxification process where he was doing saunas and he was taking all the right supplements to kind of process um, toxins through his body and doing IVs um, for removing heavy metals and, and giving nutrition. And the really cool thing about this center was we were there with autistic kids from all over the world came to this center in Atlanta. And they would, um, we saw kids say their first words 
we saw a little boy make eye contact with his mom for the first time. I'll, I'll never forget. I'm, I'm going to cry telling the story. But we were on, um, after this treatment day, we would all go to a park in Atlanta and play with the kids. And this little boy, the mom was pushing him on the swing next to us. He was four years old, cutest little boy. And the mom sneezed and he turned around and he looked right at her and he said, bless you. And he had never addressed her, never looked at her oh. and never acknowledged something that she did. It was, uh, she broke down, she was sobbing on the ground. What this doctor did for these kids was um, incredible, truly. He would give them IV nutrition and a lot of them had very damaged guts. I'm sure with celiac, you're familiar with damaged guts. And once they got the nutrition into their bodies, their brain would start to function. And it was so cool to watch. And um, it really changed our lives and changed our whole path. And we went home and we, you know, started eating organic and started getting rid of plastics. And we sanded up all the polyurethane on our floor. I mean, we were, we were a little crazy. We went a little overboard, but you know, when you find out, and I always questioned, you know, is, uh, is it really chemical sensitivity in our case, right? And maybe not, maybe it wasn't autism, but it was the same symptoms or is autism chemical sensitivity or, you know, there's so many questions, nobody knows. Um, I just know what worked for us. So as you know, and I really haven't told this story much, but when I was uh, shadowing one of my mentors and he had a patient come in with severe autism and he was really detoxing. And so I had talked to the mom, asked her what was going on. And she was telling me the improvements and all the changes that they've made. And it was overwhelming at the time because I thought, oh my gosh, you've done so much, but you really do do whatever you possibly can for your child. And when she was telling me all the stuff that she did, and I was already pretty toxic free, but I'm really like, and don't get me wrong. I've, there's, I have dyed my hair. I have gotten a spray tan. There's other things that I do, but on a daily basis, I have removed a lot of that stuff out of, out of our lifestyle. But I do think that I, I think it is so important because even when they say like, when you clean your floor, don't let your cat walk on your floor after you clean it, because if they lick their paws, all right. But then we let our kids walk on it with bare feet and they're absorbing it. I know, right into their skin. I saw, um, there's a doctor in a a group that I'm in and she posted about um, the cat cancer rate. So right now, one in five cats has cancer. And she said, you know, and it's no wonder because they're at the bottom, like literally the bottom of our house, right? And our dogs and our babies. They're crawling around on that floor and everything falls to the ground, right? So if you're spraying things, um, whatever you're using in the house, it's or or walking outside on pesticided lawns and then coming inside and not taking your shoes off. So you're bringing pesticides into the house. And it, it's no wonder that the cat mortality rate is, is high or the, excuse me, the cat cancer rate mm-hmm. is so high, right? And these are things that... Um, I think a lot of people are just starting to wake up to, which is so encouraging. And I know we've seen it, you know, within our Pure Haven business too. We, we've gone from uh, telling people, you know, that we have safe products and them giving us these weird looks like, what, what do you mean the products aren't safe? They're sold in the drugstore in the United States of America. Of course they're safe, right? So we've seen that shift from people then saying, 
oh, I'm really into that. And that's just in a, a few short years that we've been doing this. So I'm very hopeful and thank you for all that you're doing with this podcast and with your social media presence and with your patience to, to forward this movement. It's so important, Sarah Jane, and, and hats off to you, really. Hats off to you. <laughs> well, hats off to you too, but you have to agree, like when you're passionate about it, it's, it's sometimes you got to rein it in because one of my friends said to me, <laughs> when a person is in like Pure Haven, it is a direct sales thing. And so yeah. my friend had said they were talking at book club and her and they were dis- discussing how a direct sales is like a cult because everyone you, <laughs> you want to tell them about it. And I and I thought about it after I left and I was like, nope, it's not like a cult. It's because and granted, you know, you got jewelry and you've got whatever. This is this isn't a hobby. This no. is passion. This is a lifestyle for us. So you're right. When we see someone at the baseball game talking about their sunburn, or we see someone talking about, oh, I got these bumps on the back of my arms, or you see someone who has acne, you literally just want to be like, let me help you. Right. Right. We can help you. It's not about me. It's about you. Crazy. And it is about helping people. And I I have to tell you, you said the bumps on the back of your arm. Um, My daughter had them. So she it's prom time. She's a senior and she got this beautiful dress. And she said, but mom, these bumps, these bumps. And I said, well, first of all, that's probably some um, EFAs. What is it? The fish oil. I'm like, you probably are a little deficient in some fish oil and maybe you've been eating some gluten. She's like, yeah, you know, and I said, all right, well, you know, let's get you on some fish oil. Let's stop the gluten. I said, but you know what I do? I help people with skin issues. I said, girl here, gave her the sugar scrub, gave her the dream cream. The bumps are gone. And it's like, how can you live in the same house as me and not know what, but you know, they're in their own little world sometimes, the kiddos. But yeah, it's it's truly miraculous what um, an organic anything, you know, just switching, getting rid of the toxins, putting in something good, nourishing, hydrating, soothing, right? It's going to help. And, and I hear you about the cult. I mean, I do. For me, I was that crazy non-toxic lady all by myself for so long. And I had no one. And I felt like an outcast. We would bring our own food to social gatherings, right? And then my kids at the birthday parties, all the kids were having pizza and my kid would be there like with his little, you know, rice flour with no dairy and blood, gross. But um, with this mission that we're on at our company, I found my tribe. Like you and I, I remember when we first met, it was like, I was so excited. It was like electric at the table that night, all of us just swapping ideas and sharing information what's worked for us. And I remember your sister, um, I, she wasn't as far along on her journey, correct? Right. How's she doing now? Did we get in there? Pretty good. And yeah. I think that night, which is funny because that night we weren't sitting there talking about sales. We weren't talking about anything. Oh. We were talking about, um, we were talking about people's lives. We were, oh, we were talking yeah. about how life changing certain things have been like, oh, this helped this person, this helped that person. And I think it was very eye-opening, but when you don't surround yourself with that, it's very easy to not, you know, yeah. you can't it just work out once and be in shape, you know, yeah. you get it. Yeah. It's a we try. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. It's all those little baby steps. And then too, sometimes it's very overwhelming. And I'm sure for somebody who was newer to be sitting there hearing people who have been in it for years, right? 
And we have to realize, I have to realize that everyone's on a journey and it's kind of a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So you start off and maybe you're going to get rid of food coloring from your food, right? And maybe that's your first step toward reducing chemicals in your body, toward, you know, lowering your body burden. And that's an awesome first step and take it because small steps are going to lead to bigger steps over time. And you just feel better and better and better and it builds and it grows. And if you can surround yourself with a community, and that's what's so nice about social media too, is you can find a group. I know it's not the same thing as when your neighbors are grilling out and it's all, you know, stuff that you don't want to have. And, you know, I know it's, it's tougher, but I, I do have to say now in my town, I have found a tribe who think just like I do. And it's really for me kind of putting it out there so much over the years so that when people hear something about organic or natural, they say, oh, you have to meet Jen. <laughs> and I get connected That's with great. all these women and, and folks who, who are in the same boat. And you don't have to be sick to go this lifestyle, right? A lot of people, sadly, it does bring a lot of people to this lifestyle, but you know, it's a great way to just be healthy and maintain, maintain your health, right? And I, I say this over and over and over. So anyone who's listening to the podcast, Jen and I do not judge anyone who is a hundred percent toxic because you're doing what everyone else does and what your mom did and what, you know, because this wasn't a problem. So the, the purpose is to encourage people to do better, be better, live better. And if just by changing what you're cleaning your floors with is going to help your cat or your baby who's crawling, that, that is the name of our game. So you go to the doctor, the doctor tells you to clean up the diet. You do that. How do you get how do you get onto the next phase? The next phase would have been- Well, he actually did give us the, the product list too. So he gave us a list of ingredients to stay away Wait, from these products. blown away right now. This was- Gave you a list of yes, products to avoid. Of ingredients to stay away from. This was uh, back in 2004. Talk about well, ahead of his game. I mean, he was a ama- Well, he sadly had lost his wife to cancer mm. and he, his beloved wife, and he put his entire- heart and soul in life into figuring out what might have caused it and what they could have done differently. And he truly believed in his heart that if his wife had been alive when he had figured all that out, that he would have still had her um, with him. And, you know, it put him on a journey to really clean things up for people. So he gave us the list. And when I started with Pure Haven, and they gave me the list, I, I thought to myself, they stole that from Dr. Edelson. That's Dr. Edelson's list. It's a very common list, and it is the top ingredients that are in personal care products that are awful for you. So anyway, he gave us that list. I went home, I checked everything. Our house was filled with neurotoxins, carcinogens, endocrine disruptors, allergens. Um, it, was, it was horrible. And I started making my own products because there was really nothing that I could find, you know, so we used a lot of vinegar and baking soda. And oh, she's making stuff. her own crackers. She's making her own products. You can, you can see how dedicated she is to this. the homestead. We called it the homestead. And we, I, I said, it's like little house on the prairie. I feel like ma yeah. and our, our mantra was and, and again, this is weird and this is over the top. So I'm not recommending this, <laughs> but our mantra was if it didn't exist 150 years ago, we don't use it. 
and that's how we operated. So, and it, and it, and our kid got better, 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 totally fine. And it was, um, it was not mild autism to, to say the least. It wasn't so, mild? It was not. No, okay, it so was. What were um, the symptoms that your son had? So he had the um, perceptive person, I don't even know the word, where they just keep saying the same thing over and over again. So he didn't have any receptive language or any expressive language, but he could mimic. So he would mimic, um, he would say TV shows, like things from Sesame Street, kind of to himself. So a lot of muttering, hand flapping, um, walking on his tippy toes. He would line up toys instead of play with toys. Um, he didn't have any kind of social interaction. And then as he went through, you know, this treatment, and it was years, it was years. We worked on his gut. We worked on his health. We worked on removing toxins. And then we did some really far out kind of stuff that involved like trips to other countries and things that, you know, were, were kind of um, maybe a little crazy, but it worked and he's fine. And, you know, I'm here to kind of shout it from the rooftops that, you know, I truly believe it's a medical disorder associated with chemicals, or at least in my child's case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, because something has had to have changed for the autism rates to be what they are now. And someone, someone had, I, had, we were, I was having this discussion with someone and they said, well, I think it's just diagnosed better now. But is it because something has changed within the past 25 years? What is it? Right. And, and it's right. hard to deny that our food is more out of a package. Absolutely. And we put and the stuff we put on our body on a day in a, in an, on on a, a daily, daily basis. basis. And I would challenge them to find all the autistic 40 and 50 year olds. Where do they live? And it's hard to miss an autistic person, right? And maybe, you know, and I had a lady say to me, well, you know, I think my husband's a little bit on the spectrum. He's um, an engineer and he's this, and I said, it's not that kind of, you know, high functioning. It's where are all the 40 and 50 year old hand, hand flapper, flappers um, who can't speak, right? Because it's one in, what is it? One in 43 or something kids. So then it should be one in 43 adults. I don't know. It's that's, just, a, that's a really good point. You know, so I think that's interesting. And then there is a doctor that I follow. Um, her name is Stephanie Seneff, and she is a lead researcher at MIT University, uh, or MIT, I guess it's just called. And she does all kinds of research on glyphosate, GMOs. Um, and it's somebody to follow. I think she's absolutely brilliant. And if you can ever watch a video that she does explaining how glyphosate works in your body and how it kind of impacts your health and your gut. And so she is drawing the conclusion that um, when that started coming into play, that's when we started to see the rates rise. But it's also the time where all the chemicals started to come into commerce, right? More and more. I think it's so multifaceted that it's hard to just um, pinpoint one issue mm -hmm. toward the rise, right? Mm -hmm. And they're working to figure it out. They have to work harder though. <laughs> Absolutely. And where are your kids now as far as the products they like to use? Are they pretty <laughs> non-toxic or where are they at? On? <laughs> no, they're doing okay. Um, it's funny because the, the 
kiddo who was impacted started dating somebody who was not in this world whatsoever. And he would come home from dates and he would say, oh my gosh, my head, like he couldn't think clearly. He had a migraine. It was the shampoo. And so he had to ask her nicely. And he, and he said, you smell beautiful. It's not that. It's uh, my allergies, right? So he's probably the cleanest because he has to be. He's, he's almost immediately impacted. Um, and then my other two, you know, my daughter wants a spray tan for prom mm -hmm. and she's so clean that I'm like, yes, go ahead, get your spray tan, like live your best life. Do you know how many spray tans I did? Probably hundreds, maybe even thousands over the course of my life. Right. So go ahead. Um, so she'll, but she'll do the most part, you know, she'll do pretty good. She uses, um, crunchy makeup and, um, poofy organics makeup a little Dr. Hauschka here and there. So those are, you know, those are decent brands. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing I have in the house is Pure Haven. So if mm -hmm. they want something else, they have to go get it. And my youngest did, he went and bought his own Tums of Mean fragrancy deodorant. But again, if that's the worst thing. Well, that that's just it. And my kid, I did get a spray. How are they doing? Because it's- yeah. Oh, you look gorgeous. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty albino. Like I would blend right <laughs> into this wall if they I didn't have a- Are not. But that's very natural, by the way, that, that she does a very, she does a very good job. Super natural. Um, Beautiful. But I will say that my 10 year old was very mad because I could, mom, you could get cancer because there are toxins. Oh no. Now you've well, created a monster. I kind of have. And then I was like, well, if I did this every day, maybe, but if I do it here and there, but I will have to be honest. And I had someone call me out and they said, well, why would you do it then? But as the day goes on, the day I get a spray tan, my anxiety does raise just a tish. Oh, really? Me a few spray tans to figure that out. Like I'll be laying in bed and then like, and you're like yeah, the heart what's the... going on? Oh, it might have, um, I mean, who knows what's in it really. But the one thing that we've found in, in just verbal, you know, kind of going back and forth with people is um, phenyl oxyethanol is one of the ingredients. It, it stayed in my head because I have people, you know, in my world that use products that are, they say they're green, they say they're clean, they said, but every product has phenyloxyethanol. And she says, you know, after a full day of using all those products, her anxiety would really rise. And she said that once she switched off away from that ingredient, she started to feel better. And we hear it, you know, with migraines and stuff as well. And I guess it's a neurotoxin and it's in a lot of stuff. So I wonder about your spray tan, if that's but it's good for you to make the connection, Sarah Jane, because a lot of people would never, mm -hmm. never connect. And look, it. it took a while. It took a while. But and I and I do I will I do get them throughout the summer because. Yeah, I, you got to live your life. Yeah, I do. You have. Wanna, you want to look good. We're girls. Sorry. Yeah. And you, you know? do what makes you feel good. Not what other people are going to think, but what makes you feel good. Yes, that's so, right. When we're talking about, when you just said that people are using products that they think are good, let's talk about greenwashing and, yes. and how that is a serious problem and how it is so common. Yeah, it is. And there's just no regulation around any of the wording. My favorite is um, there's a product at Whole Foods and it's called John Masters Organics. It even has the word organic in it. Now I will say they have a couple of products that do have the organic stamp. So then I think that makes people think like, oh, they're great. They're organic. It says organic. And then you take it home and you look at the back and maybe you take your list of ingredients to stay away from. 
and there'll be a couple of the ingredients in there. Some of the more toxic ones sometimes like a carcinogen, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's just so interesting what people can get away with. But I mean, don't you think it's because there's no one looking out for us, right? There's no regulation. Mm -hmm. And fragrance. That's a big one. People, Mm. people don't understand how much is in fragrance. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's a gal, um, have you met, you mentioned, yeah, you know, Sharon Mahan, she was with us that night. Mm-hmm. So she called a company, this was a while ago, and we'll have to, maybe we'll get the details from her. Maybe you could have her on, but she called a company and got their printout of the ingredients behind their fragrance. It was three pages. I'm thinking, what is happening? First of all, I'm surprised they gave it to her. Yeah, well, she said allergy. She's like, allergy, and, you know, we love this product. You know, whatever she did, she was very good about, you know, working them. But they got it. She got it. Nuts. Three pages of, and and all, they weren't even words. They were more like numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right? It looks like a code. It looks like a computer code when you're trying to read some of that stuff. Yeah. I have a biology degree, and I'm looking at it. Oh, wow. What's even happened? Like, what am I reading right now? Oh, my goodness. Wow. What, what you needed was a chemistry degree. <laughs> I guess. Because <laughs> they're all chemicals, right? Yeah. Crazy. Kiddo. <laughs> so cute. We had, we had a delivery. And so now everyone wants to open the door and everyone's going to be running around. Right, and right. Like, it's all exciting. <laughs> Just give me a second. I'm sure it's my stuff anyway. So I can't right. out there. Of course okay. it is. So I want people to realize that it's not as hard to switch as you think. There's a Think Dirty app and you can put that on your phone and you can go to your stores that you always go to and you can plug that in and you can see it rates it. And it is exactly. a great thing. It's amazing tool. And then there are options, you know, for companies that you can, you know that everything that they sell is super safe and you can grab anything and it, it's going to be good for you and, and not harm you in any way. Um, and I think companies are going to be heading that way more and more. I, I heard yesterday that Jessica Alba's Honest Company went public. Now, I don't know how, if that was yesterday or if it was this week or, but how exciting that a company that is founded, they're slight, they're, they're kind of greenwashy. I'm not going to lie, but they, I think their heart's in the right place. And I think the, the problem, you and I both know this, um, if you're creating a product that's going to sit on a store shelf for a long time, there are going to be toxins in that product because it has to support the store shelf um, Mm -hmm. initiative or not, whatever that is, right. The, the agenda of the stores, right. And something has to be on a shelf for a year, two years. It has to last. It will have toxins in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, they're trying and I applaud them. And that's really cool to see a big company like that going public and moving um, more and more into the organic arena. I think we're going to see it. I think it's, you know, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen quickly. And I love where you and I are, you know, with this company that will will never compromise. We don't have to, we don't have to sit on a store shelf, right? It's mm-hmm. just comes to you, ships directly mm-hmm. right to your home, brand new when it gets that, you know, probably hasn't even been in, a, you know, created for more than a few weeks by the time it gets to you fresh and it's really, really special what we've got. The convenience is, oh. you know, because a lot of people will say, well, I like to pick up my groceries or I like to do X, Y, and Z. Um, like everything, Amazon, it just ships to me. 
And, and here's the thing too, and again, not a pure Haven plug, but some people are like, oh, the preferred customer. I don't, I don't want to be uh, roped into anything. Totally not. They mm-hmm. send you an email. Hey, Jen, just going to let you know your shipment is going to ship on the 5th. You can go in and change it. You can push it back, whatever. Like you make it to you. Like you right. don't have to get these products every other month or whatever. And, you know, the products themselves really aren't that costly when you think about how much, how long they last. Right. Super concentrated, tiny little bits will do yes. you. I had a woman email me our, our last, we just had a, a shipment on the fifth of the auto ship and she messaged me um, right before. And she said, Oh, I, you know, I don't need anything. I'm, I'm not going to get anything. I'm so sorry. I'm like, that's great. I don't care. Like get what you need when you need it. And that's the beauty of it. Just say, nope, not right now. Maybe next time. Next time comes. Nope, not right now. Whatever it is. It's, I call it the organic Amazon. You can get whatever you want at your house quickly, right to your door, but you know, it's safe. There's no guessing, right? You know, it's safe. You know, it's effective. And like, look at, I invite people to look at your glowing skin and your gorgeous, thick, shiny hair. That is what a Pure Haven consultant looks like, right? Well, it's a little moppy right now, but. Oh, look at that. Look at the shine. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. And that is what, when we all get together and you look around the room and everyone's got this like gorgeous, these flowing, thick, shiny locks and this beautiful skin. And I'm in my mid fifties and I look better than I did in my forties because of this skincare, right? So it's not just that it's organic, it's that it works. And I know we weren't, we weren't going to focus on Pure Haven today, but it's always such a natural part of the conversation, isn't it? It is. And I saw a picture of you from your forties until, Mm. and I thought, oh my gosh, Jen, like, That was a, that's a great picture to show like, actually like it. So when people say age reversing, it's not blowing smoke. No. Mm -mm. Legit works. Legit works. And it's your, it's your skin microbiome, right? I mean, your microbiome is so important to your health. Your gut microbiome is critical. It speaks to your brain microbiome, which apparently talks to your skin microbiome. There's this whole communication thing going on. And we don't, I think we're going to find out so much more about the microbiome in the next, you know, maybe 10, 15 years than we know right now and the importance of it for our health. Our immune system is all wrapped up in it. And so to get these, you know, have your lotion and your, even our shampoo has the the lactobacillus in it, right? And our hand soap and our lotions um, to be nourishing with microbiome enhancing personal care products, that's, that's cutting edge, I think, in, in terms of alternative health. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very proud that where we are, Sarah Jane, I think, I think we made a good choice. <laughs> I must agree. And I like to tell people too, that a lot of times when you buy a face product, that's for acne, let's say it is killing everything, right? Mm. So it's just killing everything on your skin, right? But this helps regenerate your skin. And that's where the pre and probiotics come in. And that's why it can, we can say age reversing because it's helping repair your skin. Now, does that mean if you stop using the product, you're going to go back backwards? Well, likely, but if I stop riding the Peloton today, I'm probably going to, you know what I mean? It's the same. Yeah, not now. So what would you say to people? I mean, you had an extreme case. Like you didn't just start, I say this and I do not say this lightly, but 
it's so easy for people to say, I had bumps on the back of my arms and I started using dream cream and I don't have it. And that's great. I'm, I appreciate that. I love that people get help in all areas, but you didn't just have a little rash that you needed to take care of. No, this was a severe neurological issue and it was, um, multifaceted and, you know, I, I think nutrition is huge. I think what you inhale and what you are around is very important. You know, I was a big Chanel number five wearer, talk about toxic, but every day I would wake up, I'd do five or six squirts all over and then hold my little baby right in my neck where I sprayed a whole time, right? So I can only imagine what that poor child was exposed to. And I used to bring him to the nail salon in his little bucket seat and sit him there. I'm like, I gave him the autism. I should take it away, right? <laughs> um, but the stuff that that kid was exposed to, brutal. And um, sorry, I forgot the question. It was, oh, right. So we were, yeah, we had to kind of go over the top crazy. But I would say for a start, you know, look at look at a food chemical maybe. Like, um, are you eating anything that has uh, preservatives in it, right? Maybe stop maybe add a few fruits and veggies, right? You kind of um, crowd out some of the batter stuff, less packaged food if you can, more organic whole foods. And then with products, you know, start in the areas that grow hair on your body. So your head, your groin and your armpits. Those are the areas that are gonna absorb the most toxins into your body. So start with a soap a deodorant and a, a shampoo situation. I think that would eliminate a lot of your body burden mm-hmm. right there. And then you can urgent take- because yes. you're talking about yeah. like the groin and um, I had someone True. else and we've talked about this before on the show, but um, talk about a lady who, I don't remember if she had cervical or, or ovarian cancer, but she said, what you wash your clothes in, think about your panties. Yeah. You oh. Toxic stuff, you wear them and you're just absorbing it in that yeah, that's a really good point, Sarah Jane. So yeah, and laundry detergent. And I think you're eliminating a ton right there, right? Mm-hmm. And then see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then you can take that next step and maybe pick up a book. I just reordered. So the, the thing that started me on this whole journey was um, I had just dropped my baby off from daycare. It was probably 20 years ago. And I was driving into work and I was listening to NPR and they had a woman on who wrote a book called The Detox Solution. And she was saying, you know, a great way to detox is just to eat green vegetables. She's like, make a green juice. She talked about having houseplants in your house for air purification and opening the windows to your house a little bit every day because indoor air is 200 times more polluted than outdoor air. So I I was fascinated and I didn't even know that this was gonna play a huge role in my life. I just found it very fascinating. So I bought her book. And I gave it away, you know, some, probably some autism mom who needed help. And I, I gave it to somebody and it was gone. And I, I just repurchased it yesterday. I was like, I got to get back to that. That was a really good, even though it was 20 years ago, I think all the principles hold true today. So it's called the detox solution. I think it was $4. It might be out of print. I think it was four bucks on Amazon. It's by um, the author's last name is Fitzgerald. I'm not even sure what her first name is. But it was such a great read. And I just highly, if anyone's interested in this whole arena, I really recommend that book. So when you initially got the autism diagnosis, 
Did you ever go back to that doctor or did you let him know that you're trying something? We did. Yes. And he was lovely, lovely, um, very great. So we had, we, we did two diagnoses because we, we were answer shopping, I think. <laughs> so we went to a uh, behavior specialist slash therapist, and then we went to an MD PhD, um, Harvard educated. I think he taught at Harvard more like, all right, because we, we live right around that area. And, um, we went back to him and he, he spoke with my son and he was like, oh, this is so great. This is so interesting. I'm so glad. I'm sure in his head, he's thinking the kid grew out of it, right? And that could be, but I gotta tell you, we saw, if we implemented something, we would see behavioral changes. So for what it's worth, there is also something for, for people with um, kiddos with autism. If you do wanna implement any sort of you know, alternative medical treatments, there is a test that you can take. It's called the ATEC, A-T-E-C test. And it's so that you can evaluate whether a treatment is working or not. So you rate your child's skills and abilities prior to whatever it is you're gonna do. So if you're gonna go on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, you rate their skills and abilities prior, and it's, it's extensive. I think it's maybe 70 questions. You go on the diet, you stay on for a while. I don't know how long, I think it tells you. And then you reevaluate them by taking the test and you can see if the score improves. And as the score gets higher and higher, the improvements get more and more. Cool. So some kids will start at about a 50, go up to a 20, and when I remember when my son was just hovering at a four, that was his score. And we're like, we're gonna get those four points. We gotta get those. And my husband's like, you know, I think it's really well, we did really well and we should be happy with what we have. And it's just a great way though to, um, to evaluate treatment. So it's the ATEC score, check, look it up. Yeah, no, I will. And I'll put a link um, on that too. Awesome. So where, where are you, what are you telling a parent? Let's say yeah, we have a parent right now listening who's, who's has an autistic child, what are you encouraging them to do? I'm no matter where they are on the spectrum. No matter, right, right. No matter what's happening, I'm just encouraging them to look beyond what they might have been told by a doctor whose um, knowledge might not be uh, very robust in areas outside of their specialty, right? So maybe look into the possibility that there could be other things, right? Other, they call it co, I don't even know what the word is, is it comorbidities maybe, somebody, whoever is medical would know. But um, so one of the things that I tell people to, to look at is, are they having any issues with their tummy? You know, uh, pain, gas, constipation, diarrhea. It, it seems to almost go hand in hand with an autism diagnosis that there is a gut issue Mm -hmm. So if your kiddo has that, maybe that's the first place to start, right? Mm -hmm. And look at gut healing. Um, maybe try to remove, I, I always tell people to remove food coloring if they can. I think that that's a huge piece for and a lot of the kiddos. I think I, and I, I think I asked that question in two different ways, like back to back, yeah. which I apologize for. But no, no, you're fine. I'm, I'm glad because both times you said something a little bit different. Okay. And, and uh <laughs> for me, when you said the food coloring, and I was going to say, I can tell a difference in my kids by what they eat. And, yeah. and again, people think I'm crazy, but 
And I know certain things that will set them off. And so like one of my kids will eat something and his lips swell. And I've noticed it since he was like two. And so, yeah. And it's, it's funny because when, then when you tell someone they're like, Oh, but everyone is different and every kid is different and we need to look at everyone because not one thing is the best for all of us but what jen and i do on a daily basis is we just encourage people to think outside the box because stuff that jen and i talk about on a daily basis is not what people normally talk about on a daily basis and your doctor probably will never talk to you about this um at all but there are doctors out there that can help if that's what you need. There are books, there are resources, um, and there are some great Facebook groups for parents who are doing this type of work. One that I love is called Recovering Kids, or maybe it's RK Kids. You can feel free to reach out to me on social media and I can send you an invite to the group, but I, I believe it's 80,000 plus parents that are, that are doing this type of work with their kiddos and reporting back they talk about supplements and doctors and food um, and progress that their kids have made or haven't made. Um, and, and it's just something to do in addition to probably the traditional therapies that you're doing, like speech therapy and occupational therapy. And um, I, I think one of the most important things is chiropractic care, regular chiropractic care and I, I know I'm preaching in the choir here oh, but I'm just like I got a little chiropractic plug this is the second one I had another lady a recover and, and she'll be on later um next month but she's yeah. recovering uh, from a stroke and she was like oh. my chiropractor saved me and I'm like I didn't even ask these people to right. say this and no, here so. no but it is so important and um because if if you're and I don't even know really what but if the signals aren't going properly right is that what it is up and yes, down the, the nerve. nerve interference yes thank you you know <laughs> I don't know but it, it's been great for my kiddo too and um when our Cairo saw him for the first time he was like oh my gosh he had now what's it called the curve supplication or subluxation subluxation or something I guess he didn't have it like his head was straight up and down it was some Ooh, weird... you mean like the the curve in his spine he didn't, didn't have subluxation is when it's out of place oh so yeah I guess he, it was out of place but yep. now he got him back yep. into so that's a huge piece of it as well um and then you know just thinking outside the box and I think chiropractors you you must learn in chiropractor school right about alternative health and, and toxicity, is that, is that part of it? Well, to be honest, we learned a lot of, um, I'm going to say mainstream. We did do a lot of Western okay. medicine in chiropractic school. Yeah. So I do a lot of natural, I do a lot of detoxing, applied kinesiology, but that is all stuff that I went to after the fact. Oh, okay. So I went to a lot more seminars, read a lot more books. So, cause we did the public health and you know, what everyone should do to keep the public safe. And so, you know, and I, sometimes people don't want to come to a chiropractor because we're too crunchy. Right. But right. there's chiropractors who are completely opposite of the way I think, and they use all toxic products and whatever, but they believe in the power of the adjustment, which that is fine because yeah. guess what? You're going to find a dentist that would do metal fillings and you're going to find a dentist that doesn't, you need yeah. to find what's best for you. So right. I think chiropractic was really a stepping stone for me in my journey of life because, um, and uh, probably something more I'll, I'll tell you off camera, but I, 
I know for a fact, had we, you know, if we were to do some things differently, we would have different situations in our home, like for sure. And I'll even say to my husband, I would bet you my right leg. And he's like, oh, you're so sure of these things. Well, when you're a mom, moms are, moms are a different animal. Yeah. Moms have different, um, they have different relationships with their kids. Moms do have a gut instinct. And Absolutely. as moms, we have to follow our gut. And I'm so grateful that I went down the chiropractic route because I really do think it has helped us in the long haul. And yeah. here, here I am preaching about non-toxic and chiropractic. And helping, helping so many people and changing so many lives. And especially through this venue right here, through this podcast, you can reach so many more people than you'd ever be able to reach in your office alone, right? So this yes. is great. That, and that was my that was my goal because I said, I live in this small town and I can't be everyone's chiropractor because some people are just not gonna like the way I adjust. And you know, some people, maybe I'm not strong enough to adjust them because they're bigger or they're really tough mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yes, that, that was my goal of the podcast is try to reach people because that is... I think that's truly what we're here for is to help other people. Amen. (laughs) Agreed. Well, I love this. I think this has been a fun chat. And if we a hundred people who this can help or one person that this can help or a thousand people that this can help, uh, this was a great conversation and it made my day better. Thank you. Mine too. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah Jane. It's good to see your face. Nice to see your face. (laughs) I'll see you on the Peloton. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I'll race you. Oh, oh, oh that. I, I like no, to do that while I'm watching like American Pickers. Same. No, I just, I, I just love it. I love to listen to the music and go along and it just, it feels so good. It does. It feels so good. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.